Hey, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City and Beat Source. I am one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. We got DJ Never here. Yo, what up? We got DJ D-Miles. What is good? We got Jamie the Great. Yeah. What's good, fellas? What's good, what's good, fellas? Not so much. Happy birthday to Big Never. Happy yes. birthday hey. to you. Happy no. birthday, Never. What's, what's the new saying? Everybody's saying another another trip around the world? or Another trip around the sun, my <laughs> around friend. Around the sun, dog. That's what all the baddies are saying on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. You baddie, you. How does it feel? How does it feel? It feels the same. To be one year older. It's the same. Nothing different. One year closer to death. Nah. <laughs> Who's that knocking? Oh, never mind. No, that's the, the big reaper. <laughs> how you feeling? Like, how you feeling? Good? I feel, yeah, I feel alright. Does it feel, feel like your birthday? Or you? You know what? It doesn't feel like my birthday. You don't give a shit anymore. No. It's, it's harder and harder to give a shit. It's just like yeah, I like yeah, the, like a couple of weeks ago, it dawned on me that my birthday was going to be. It's a month away, and I'm just yeah. like, yeah. I think I had to remind you, right? Yeah, you was like, yeah, yeah. What you doing on your birthday? And I'm like. Shit, yeah. <laughs> the funny part was that Cookie wanted this extravagant trip and all this stuff, and then Neva's like, Yeah, why don't we just have dinner? <laughs> just like, very I mean, yeah. Mellow yeah, that was weird. Usually, when I'm like, Yo, what do you want to do? You're know, like, You're man. all you're all amped. You're like, Let's do. I feel like the older you, know? you get, the less you want to do on your birthday. I feel like you got to start celebrating every five to ten years. Think so? Like milestones. Yeah. You can't it do could be it. that. I, I kind of feel like when you hit your 40s, uh-huh. you can't be celebrating like 46, 47. You just got to celebrate 50. 50. Go big, yeah. yeah. 45 and 50. And then maybe after 50. Maybe 55 or 60. No, I feel like you just got to celebrate every 10 years. So yeah. 60, yeah. <laughs> but but then wait. after you hit like 70. You got to celebrate every I, year. Every year. It <laughs> <laughs> goes back Cause, to cause that. Every year is a, close every year to is a bonus, right? After, after 70, every year is a bonus. Because every year is a blessing. You're definitely closer to death after You're 70. After <laughs> so like, you when you're 40, I feel like 40, you could do like five years. Yeah. So you could do like 40, 45, 50. 50. And then when yeah. you hit 50, it's like 10 years. And then you hit 60. But then when you hit 70... That's when you got to do every year. <laughs> yeah, every year's a fucking that's blessing. One day, yeah. Everyone, every year is the the potential last year. Yeah, the last oh, birthday. This, this, this might be the last one. <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, man! Thank you, man. My Thank man, you. appreciate it. Uh, what's good, yo? What's everything's good? Like you guys are like uh, like obsessed with the Serena Williams match. Oh man, yeah. I've been watching them all too. You said a bold statement. You made a bold statement. Oh, yeah, I, was, I was hanging out with my boy Davin yesterday, and we were talking about like generational talents and like different things, Mount, Mount Rushmore sports. And I honestly, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong with how y'all feel, but I feel like Serena Williams, man or woman, is top five all time like of athletes. Athletes. And like changing the game too. Who's your top five athletes? So I would go Serena what? Williams. Serena Williams. Tennis, Tiger Woods, golf, um, Muhammad Ali, boxing, Will Chamberlain. Basketball, really? And then uh, I would go Michael Vick football. Like generational talents, not their accolades, but just change the sport. So you're omitting like baseball. Yeah, you're omitting hockey. You're omitting track and field. Track and field. My personal, yeah, my personal. Because I feel Swimming, like Olympics. I yeah. feel like we never saw a Tiger Woods, which is like the first like. He looked like he could play other sports. Like he was physically gifted. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're in Showtime boxing. You didn't even yeah. bring a boxing. No, oh, you did. Ali. 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 And I never saw him, but I think that his era for the size he was, he was like six two, six three, and he was fighting monsters. George Foreman, um, Joe uh, uh Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis. Well, no, I think he was an era. Frazier. Joe Frazier. Joe Frazier. Ken Norton Sr. Like them dudes were like massive heavyweights in his era. And he was like 
the elite of that era. So I think he he changed boxing. He was like more buff. Like if you look at the body type of Serena, like we never seen nothing like that in tennis. So I think she changed the way people prepare. I think she changed the way of the generation after her to how they train. I think she did so much for the sport. And even with fashion, like oh, yeah, no one was extravagant like her. You had like maybe like Andre Agassi. Yeah. Right. He was very extravagant with the Nike sweatsuits, but yeah, yeah. she like she like bedazzled like the look. Like now, like you see more women being more fashionable. Yeah, like off white uh Virgil before he passed, he did a whole collection for her and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Well we're having two different conversations though, right? One conversation is athlete, right? Yeah. Like who is the most uh I will who is the most athletic? Yeah. Or who yeah. is the top athlete? Yeah. Right? Mount Rushmore of athletes. Yeah. And then the other conversation is who created or who changed the game who yeah. influenced the game yeah. and changed it so i think for serena the conversation for me would lead more towards who changed who changed the game you think she changed the game of tennis yeah i don't think so. see i don't know much about so. serena williams yes. i think so i don't know much about serena williams uh-huh. but i i was following tennis very adamantly in the 80s and 90s and in 2000s uh-huh. and i feel like there were more influential players at that time you think so that affected the game and the marketing and everything. Yeah. Well, I feel well, like she changed the game because she's from South Central. And there wasn't too many tennis players from South Central playing tennis. So when she came to the game, it was just like a whole a whole big deal. Especially for black tennis players. Yeah. We've never seen nothing like that before. I don't... I Especially she had braids in her hair. Yeah, with the little beads. The beads, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there, there are more accomplished players than her. Hold on. Is there any other black... Are there more accomplished hold on, hold on. players than her? Is yeah. there... Who's another black... Wait, 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 wait. You're saying there's more accomplished... Who's more accomplished? I think... I think... Uh, I could be wrong, but I think Billie Jean King has more... Um, I think, not, yeah. More, more uh, grand slams than her. So is this similar to the conversation of, like, LeBron and Michael Jordan? Pro- probably. Because I think for, for the eye test, people will be like, oh, like, LeBron is physically more gifted and more dominant. Cause he than Michael Jordan? Than Michael Jordan. Yeah, would y'all agree? Bro. Yeah. I but, feel like it's a generation thing. Bro, yeah. Michael Jordan was, what, 6'5", or probably 220, and fucking LeBron is 6'9", 240, all muscle. 60. <laughs> so it's definitely... Yeah, How, yeah, but like different. we go like the more accomplished, right? Like Jordan probably is the most accomplished of our era, at least for me. Six championships. LeBron only has four, but then like the eye test, Bill Russell has eleven, but no one says he's the greatest of all time. He just has the most titles. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's tough because I feel like Serena, just for the eye test, and I I didn't see the generations before me, but I just think she's a phenomenal athlete, and for her to have had a child. And still play at the level she's playing. She was right. pregnant 40. in the fucking Australia Open. Yeah, like, the US Open. she's on my Mount Rushmore, man, man or woman. Is there any other black tennis players? I mean, you had Arthur Ashe, but that are mm-hmm. as accomplished as a Serena Williams. No, There's I a mean, great Arthur Ashe documentary too. Really? Yeah, I, I need to check it out. Yeah, it's. I'm really intrigued by him. I'm intrigued by like how he, you know, he he because he died from AIDS, right? Yeah. Yeah, like there's so many things about Arthur Ashe I'm really curious about. Well, there was a thing in the beginning when he, so like I, it was during the civil rights movement, everyone wanted him to speak on it, mm-hmm. but he he was quiet yeah. until he won the championships mm-hmm. and then he started being more adamant. Yeah. But I think his argument was that no one's going to listen to to a player that hasn't accomplished anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he needed to accomplish and get these championships and once... He, had a he, voice. he like solidified his place mm-hmm. in like tennis history. Then he started having like now I have a platform to speak, yeah. and he came became mm-hmm. very outspoken and you know 
Yeah. He was yeah. like helping to lead the civil rights movement, help help all of that shit. Yeah. yeah. But it's a great it's a great documentary. Yeah. But to me, like I maybe maybe I haven't been following tennis as much. Roger, you know, Roger Federer, he was good too. He's but very I, I don't yeah. think he's as good as Serena. I don't know, like I because I'm looking at the like when I think of the effect, I think of like how it affected, like like the culture of yeah. like the marketing and everything. And I, I, I see, I feel like other players affected, other tennis players affected the game yeah. more than she did. Mm-hmm. But on an athletic level, I do, I think she might be the most gifted athlete in tennis. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if she affected the game more, but there might be a motherfucker be like, yo, she completely changed the game. Yeah. I think she changed the game um, with her athleticism, but also, like never said, her being from Compton and her being a minority, which is... Tennis is a historically, you know, it's an expensive sport. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. one of the reasons a lot of minorities don't play it because it, it's it's very just like much like golf. Like you have to have to, you have to have lessons, you have to yeah, yeah. have coaches, you mm-hmm. have to have proper training. Being in these tournaments, and it's not cheap. But she also did like um, I think it was ninety nine or two thousand. She was sponsored by Puma before she was sponsored by Nike. Yeah. And she was the first person to ever wear like a cat suit, like for a woman. Mm-hmm. And it was like looked down upon because it was tra- it was untraditional for like a tennis player to wear anything extravagant. So I think if you didn't have like a Serena Williams, you wouldn't have um, what's the young Naomi Naomi Osaka. You wouldn't have her. You wouldn't have like the Coco Golfs, like all these celebrities. Like Naomi Osaka became like the um, brand ambassador for Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, like a testament to what the Williams sisters kind of did and what they placed in the sport, like to be able to be extravagant and have like these, like kind of like, um, be proud of who you are and be proud of your, like your heritage and have a, be a curvy woman. Like that wasn't ever seen in tennis before. It was more of like this, just a slender body, mm-hmm. more lanky, but you look at Serena, she's voluptuous, like a complete like black woman, like for their body. She's, she's had her kid, like mm-hmm. come back from that. Like, so I think all those things have like empowered the sport for women so maybe her impact with that is as as strong as just her physical prowess on the court and her accomplishments too. I I, I agree with you mm-hmm. to a certain degree, but then I uh, if I play devil's advocate, right? Yeah, I feel like I don't know if it's affected the marketing or the platform because I don't see anyone following in her footsteps. Maybe except for Naomi Osaka, Osaka. Yeah, right. Even she's kind of had she had a nervous breakdown recently, right? Right. So she haven't been playing tennis. But I feel like she's she's following social media too much. Yeah, yeah. I think I feel like she was kind of in the scene a little too hard and was being affected by. I agree by the comments and the criticism and yeah. Serena was never really out there like that. You got to disconnect when you're an athlete. You Mm -hmm. can't be too like in the in the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, you can't be following everything that everyone's saying because then it just fucks with your head and makes you question everything about yourself. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. Like when I think of like McEnroe and and Borg. Oh, I man, feel like yeah. they changed the fucking game. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Like, yeah, like they really just changed the game. Like, that's another great documentary. Yeah. If you watch uh, uh, McEnroe and Borg. I saw that. I saw the preview yeah. for that. I, want, I do want to watch that one. Even McEnroe in general, he was like the first to have temper tantrums and be He's like, like the bad boy of tennis. Yeah, <laughs> to be like, just like talking shit to the refs, throwing his racket. Like, yeah. and he was young and everyone was like, Especially in Wimbledon, like Wimbledon is like the most classy and elegant, yeah, yeah. right competition. Mm-hmm. And he was just breaking all the rules, and he was like kind of the bad boy, yeah, you know. So like when I see like Serena Williams having these temper tantrums or whatever, it doesn't. It's not like it just reminisces to like McEnroe, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, and to me, fashion like affecting the fashion. Borg was affecting the fashion. Had his own, uh, I think he had his own like 
uh, clothing brand. Yeah. I mean, he was like, like really changing the game. And then you had like Agassi. Agassi for me, because you he know? had like the dope Nike ads. The hot lava. Yeah. 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 And he had like the he sweatsuits. Was, he, was, like the, he was dating uh, Brooke Shields, right. models and shit like that. He wasn't seeing that in tennis at the time. Yeah. Like he was like was, a rock star. He was, yeah, yeah, exactly. And he was yeah. losing his hair, but he was still like <laughs> was, a rock star. <laughs> he, had like that, he had like that mullet, like the little. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it was between him and Jordan for carrying Nike for a while. I feel like it, it was it was literally, yeah, Jordan, Agassi, and Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo Jackson. In that era, they just, they were like at the top of their shit. When it came to like like no one was ahead of the other, and then Jordan slowly kind of like just continued just to, to ascend. But you think they? I feel like there's been an unlikability with America and Serena Williams, though. I feel like America hasn't fully embraced no, her. I think it's I don't know tough. What because is. because I remember a time when like they were like there were these like mediocre or like like just like you know just like average like women players, mm-hmm. but they looked like kind of like they were white and they looked cute. Yeah, and they were getting like more endorsements than her. Yeah, you yeah, look definitely. At, uh, what was the chick name? Uh, Maria Sharapova. She was getting like two, three times way more. And she was way mid. She was yeah. so mid. But yeah, she was. Right. She just had the look. Like she was like very uh, easy on the eyes. So she was doing commercials. She was doing and, all and, these um, and Kovo. 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 Yeah, she was huge. That's yeah. What, yeah, yeah. She was. Yeah. In, she was a horrible her. tennis player, but she was fucking. <laughs> she looked good. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she was getting well. She, she was modeling. She followed like the European standards mm-hmm. of beauty, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and historically, the majority of the tennis players are from other countries. Like, there's very few um, standout stars from the U.S. because all of our right. superior athletes usually play baseball, football, basketball. So tennis isn't really like on the hierarchy of sports in the U.S. like that. So right, that's right, why right. we have very few uh, stars. And maybe there is something to that with Serena because I think like there for there for a while people were like shitting on these um, companies not in, endorsing her but they would endorse like a Sharapova or a Karnakova you know what I mean so they were getting way more money mm. endorsements than Serena even though she was the best yeah yeah, you know yeah. I mean yeah, she's definitely top five game changer yeah. for me she's the top five game changer like she yeah. changed the game changed the game See, I don't know about what did you say You it was what you said Ali uh, Serena Ali, Serena Tiger, Tiger. Uh, Wilt and Vic Michael Vick I would, I would take out Wilt out of that one, but yeah, other than that, I agree with Wilt. Take, why Wilt? Because of how, how many shorties he smashed? <laughs> <laughs> he had that book. We'll he, said he, was the, uh, he was the gold in two sports. <laughs> well, he, he like smashed a million shorties, right? Didn't he write a book about that? He said that, yeah. <laughs> a million? Nah, was it a million or like a hundred thousand? Ten thousand. I said it was a hundred thousand? A hundred thousand. Let me look it up. Yeah. That's, that's so impossible to smash a hundred thousand shorties in a lifetime. Maybe not. Though. I don't know. You think so? A hundred thousand shorties? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't think it's impossible, dude. That's okay. So there's three sixty five a year. That's yeah. twenty thousand women. <laughs> See, I mean that's pretty. That's a crazy number too. Mm-hmm. Is that why he's 20, in your fucking top five? He changes the game for the hoes. Nah, man. I want to do the math on. I watched the. I'm gonna do the math. Three sixty five. How old year. is he? How old was he when this book came out? Do y'all remember? Check his he was life. like in his 50s. I think. Just in his check 50s? his lifespan. Early 50s. Yeah. All right, so like, let's say he's in his 50s, right? Yeah. yeah. So he was smashing maybe started around in his college? His, so his late... Let's just say 18. 18 say 19. in high school. High school? Started in high school, yeah. So he, they put him at he was a star basketball player in high school. So, so should we was, put like 35 years? Yeah. So or, or maybe while he's playing. So maybe... I would say from like 17... There's no fucking way. So from 17 to like 50. Dude, 35 years. That's 33 years. Well, let's right? do 30 years. Well, no, no. Let's, let's do 35. Let's, nah, let's focus when he was playing. Cause okay. Because the numbers must have went down when he's in his 40s and shit, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't think <laughs> so? No, no. Because he was still... 
he was still acting. He was still popping. Who's still popping when he stopped when he retired? That's crazy. Wait, so let's let's do. Okay, that book came out in ninety one. Ninety one. How old was he then? And that, and he gave that number in ninety one, right? Yeah. So <laughs> at ninety one, and yo, I'm gonna tell you, man. Looking at these pictures online, like a majority of these shorties were, were white shorties. Oh yeah, white man must have been so fucking. <laughs> so, so he was like fifty five. <laughs> he was fifty five. Yeah, when the book when came the out. book came out. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. So, so let's say like, his he was probably like let, let's give him like he started playing professional uh, in college at the age of twenty. So, so let's like, give him twenty to forty five. Yeah. So that's 25 Let's give him 25 years. years. All right? All right. Well, Come on. Yeah. You know what? Let's go back to high school because he was known back then. He was like breaking records in high school. Basketball. So you got to go like 18, 17, 18. Yeah. So just say 30 then at that point. 30 years. Yeah. Okay. Let's 30 do 30 years. years. All right. If you were smashing one shorty a day for 30 years, that's only 10,000 <laughs> That's shorties. only two shorties a day. That's not That's not, that's not bad. Two shorties a day for <laughs> fucking 25 years, 30 years? Wait, wait a You're second. You're fucking crazy. What are you talking about? Wait, I may have typed 2,000, not 20,000. Hold on. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's two shorties. Dude, two shorties a day for 30 years is Am I doing the math wrong? No, no, but you got to maybe consider he was taking days off. So he might have had like some crazy like... or like. No. He, he kind of had a couple of orders. Yeah. The- that's he not even two shorties. That's 1.8 shorties. They just say two shorties. We're doing the math wrong. We have to be. No, we're Hold not. On. No. Look, I'm doing two times three sixty five, right? Mm-hmm. Hold two on. Two times three sixty five. It's seven hundred and thirty women in one year. Mm-hmm. Seven hundred and thirty women times thirty is twenty one thousand. Twenty one thousand nine hundred. Yeah. So it's like one point eight shorties a day. That's not bad. So two shorties yeah. basically. The only thing reason I think. But at that time, when that book nineteen ninety one came out, yeah, mm-hmm. that may have sounded like a lot. Yeah. He never caught anything. That's my only thing. I think I Magic think. hit more than that. <laughs> yeah, I think Magic hit way more than that. I think if you look at like I'm more of a, the I NBA think, season. The I NBA think Magic season, changed the game more than world. <laughs> the NBA season is from what? October to June, right? So that's what? Roughly nine months? Yeah. So from nine months, you got 82 games. 41 of those games is on the road. I think the road is when you're getting the most work in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're really like showing out like. You know, you know, like that's what I'm saying. I want to. I want to. Like, let's calculate. You got to think the, about it, in the '70s. It was like doing orgies and. All and imagine if they shit. imagine if they went to New York and they went to Studio 54. Yeah, you Pops. know what? Exactly, man. The only way we're gonna understand is if we reread the book. Okay, so <laughs> I, one yeah, of I us has got to read the book. Yeah. So we're doing a book club because now. from what we're I remember, podcast book club. <laughs> from my, from what I remember in interviews, right? He was saying that it was it was multiple times a day. Yeah. yeah, because I think there was nothing to do when they got to their hotel. Mm-hmm. Oh man, and I forgot he was also a Harlem Globetrotter. I mean, he that, was on tour for that, bro. Yeah. I so mean, he, that's not a bigger pussy magnet than know, NBA, it, right? No, a Harlem Globetrotter. During, yeah. during that time, the Harlem Globetrotters was like, yeah, no one went to the Harlem Globe like those motherfuckers get pussy. You didn't have female groupies waiting to fuck. Come on, middle lock limit. I think the Harlem Globetrotters bomb a lot. Remember the boy headed dude that played for the Harlem Globetrotters? <laughs> yo, Harlem Globetrotters is not Harlem Globetrotters is not popping like that, yo. Yeah, bro, he did it for two years. Come on, right. he had to get a lot of games on the road. I think that's where the you know, Harlem Globetrotters uh, was like was, smashing yeah, a lot of know, stuff, right? substitute T-shirts. <laughs> I feel like Harlem Globetrotters was just all kids going to that shit. Yeah, that's what I, I, used to, I used to go when I was a kid. That but you got to understand Harlem Globetrotters. Like, the, look, what is the most? What is the thing that attracts women besides the athleticism of these players in the NBA? It's the money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the money and the fame. The fame for sure. You're not getting money and fame with Harlem Globetrotters. Okay, now okay, that's like entertainment. 
I don't know. I feel like he got some circuses. You right. think there was like a crowd of women waiting outside of the Harlem Globetrotters yes, arena? The little, there wasn't even an arena. Yeah, it wasn't was like it like gymnasiums? Like it was like a circus. <laughs> no, they had. They was. They was playing play at the garden. Come on, man. Yeah. They had like a little circus. Like a little circus. Tent. They would. They would cut. They would cut the. They would cut the garden in That's half. That's fucked up. And man. they would have the Harlem Globetrotters oh. in half the garden. Nah, but, but who's that? Where's that small theater in the garden? They were in that theater. The, it was yeah, the theater. The theater. But back in the days, it was called the. Um, <laughs> yeah. I forgot what it's called. But don't I, try to say there was an MSG. <laughs> with like, I don't know how many motherfuckers can fit in MSG. <laughs> it was no. in the theater where they had the versus battle with the locks and the. Yeah, yeah. the theater. Okay, it was in that theater. You crazy. I, actually, I think that's where the, they play that. <laughs> okay, stop <laughs> saying, saying the garden. I, I, have a, I have a better question. What of these teams do you think he got the most at? <laughs> the Harlem Globetrotters was playing uh, uh, at Brandeis. <laughs> Brandeis High School. You have Philadelphia, uh-huh. San Francisco, or Los Angeles? Los Angeles. For LA, sure. man. You think on, LA, man. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was a star. He was a celebrity. Like, everybody wanted to be like him. I would say LA and San Francisco. And he was a fashionable yeah. dude. Like, he was going out, doing all kinds of clubbing. Wearing the mint coats and shit. Yeah, he was, was he the guy that was an asshole? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He looks like, bro, if you're smashing 20,000. Kareem said, <laughs> Kareem said he was with him, and the kid was like, Oh, how's the weather on him? Or how's the weather up there? And he like spit on the kid's head, and it was like, It's raining. <laughs> really? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Kareem, Kareem, Kareem said, He looked at him like, Damn, bro, like, why are you this fucking kid? Bro? <laughs> Kareem, was Kareem was an there. asshole, too. <laughs> he was just as bad. <laughs> Yo, you gotta see these pictures with Wilt, though. This is crazy. I, I'm looking at one that's kind of blown up on the like, screen. The yeah, they, they definitely wasn't all tens. You look at some of these pictures. It wasn't it wasn't like twenty thousand like dimes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were in the all threes. There was there were some twos and some foul line shots too. Oh man, can't win every game, man. Can't win. <laughs> it's like a win is a win. A win is a win. <laughs> yo, these women look crazy, yo, dude. Fucking oh. Will Chamberlain, bro. Yeah, I don't know. That was a lot of quantity, not a lot of quality. <laughs> I feel like Magic was definitely. I feel like no, Magic, Magic was. Def- was he he paved the way for Magic. If Magic didn't get HIV, right? Oh shit! I feel like he would have had a book talking about yeah. this shit. Oh, because yeah, Ma- yeah. imagine who Magic was around. Like he was hanging out with Eddie Murphy, Madonna. Yeah, yeah, you can't compare Mike Tyson, bro, John Travolta, John Travolta, Jack Billy Nicholson. Crystal. Like he was hanging out with like the A list celebrities. And, and they were all coming to the phone. And then it was club. right when when uh, Jerry Buss, Dr. Buss, took over the team. So yeah, he was bro. like pushing celebrities through the forum like crazy. Man, I, I want to even say my, Michael Jordan was maybe smashing more. You think so? I think so. Michael Jordan was so they, smart they, with they his just shit. Had a, he, yeah. They just had a system over there. You heard those stories, though, about yeah. Jordan. He hired like ex-cops yeah, to like, yeah. he was like do yeah. background checks on these shorties. And after mm-hmm. the game, he would have like five or six of them lined up in different hotel rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they were just waiting on this motherfucker. I want to be like Mike. Dude, I, it's close, man. Because you got the magic with the what he had. I, this is a really magic. Uh, this is a really toxic conversation. <laughs> it is, is it? right. Magic. Had, magic was hanging out at the play. Magic was hanging out at the Playboy Mansion. Magic was like Bro, he was hanging out. He with, was best friends with Jerry. Movie, movie stars, yeah, um, Jack Nicholson. So the, if, if Jordan had it, had more magic. Wait. So you're saying wait? You think Magic Johnson? Was a bigger had was more famous than Michael Jordan? Oh, one thousand. Yeah, I think at one really? point. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Bro. Yeah. Once really? the once that like yeah, man. until yeah. like the early to mid nineties, then Jordan was just you know by ninety one uh, Jordan took over. But that in the eighties, the eighties run was that was crazy. all magic. Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you gotta watch this documentary on Apple, bro. That shit is bananas. Yeah, magic was. Wait, bad. when did that come out? Uh, like a few months ago. 
shit. Yeah, I yeah. watched it, but it's fucking amazing. He talks about sitting down with the heads of Bloods and Crips to open up um, the Crenshaw yeah. Magic Johnson Magic Johnson's Theater, Theater. the crazy. Magic Johnson uh, movie theater. Yeah. yeah, yo, can I? Say, when when did we first hear about that? No, like, I actually I, uh, I went. I, to went the, I used to go there. No, but in New York, it was weird. They, they opened it on one twenty fifth Street, right? Yeah, but it was years after the first one opened. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think like two years. But you we, know, it's, when we ahead. heard it, we were like, "What the fuck? What yeah, is man. this?" It didn't make yo. any sense, but it was dope, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. I remember yeah. when I was when I was a kid because uh, my grandmother and my aunt worked for the Magic Johnson Foundation, and they got word early that he was building it, and everyone was like, "There's no fucking way!" Like it was right where the Crenshaw Mall is, and that's like the borderline of the Bloods and Crips. And it was like that's never gonna happen, and somehow he made it work. Yeah, he it was like a safe place. Like he had, he had um, Muslim security, like dressed up in full fatigues. Like mm-hmm. he was not playing, bro. He and then he hired gang members, and they they had to work together and shit. Yeah, but he said he sat down with the gang member heads, and they're like, hey. This has to be a neutral zone. They cannot be no shooting, never no forget. fighting, no nothing. I, uh, for the grand opening, there was a rooftop, and he did a celebrity basketball game, and he actually did a, a game for um the, for the inner city youth too. And you had to submit a uh, essay as to why where you're from and all these things, and you, so you could play in the game. And I did it. Did like, you I, play? Yeah. Oh shit! I played the game. Wow. How and old me were and you? I was like eleven or twelve. And Magic's son, one of his sons, is my age, and we I played against one of his oh, kids. Trey, I think. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So was he good? Dope. He was hired. He went to. It, it, what, he, he was, he no was magic. like. <laughs> I know he was. I feel like he was never like. Say what you're gonna say. <laughs> no, no, never mind. Never mind. Never say it. Keep it going. Which one did he play with? Right. I was gonna say which. Yeah, which <laughs> song was it? Was EJ? Uh, no, was it DJ? <laughs> EJ's my age. No, I wasn't EJ. EJ was, EJ was crossing. The, he was crossing you the shit out of you, right? No. Nah. He was playing. EJ was playing. A, he was playing. A what you gonna sport. do? <laughs> what you gonna do? Well, he just started playing basketball, but he just didn't quite like it. Yeah, eat that. How that taste, little man? (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, 10 years later. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Looking like saucy Santana. For real. (laughs) Material world. (laughs) Yo. Yo, can you imagine EJ dunk, dunking on Darren and going material world? <laughs> <laughs> they shirts versus uh, <laughs> shirts versus blouses. <laughs> material world, <laughs> man, stop saying that. <laughs> booty, 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 booty. Material world. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You would be heated though if someone was like stealing the ball from you, yeah. dunking on you, crossing you over, breaking your legs. Yeah, I would and then be every time they made a shot, they said "Material World." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be tight. I'd be like, "Yo, man, can you stop!" Like the level of like air, like, the level of like uh, your ego, your ego would just eat you up in that yeah, point. Like, you'd be like, what "The fuck, man!" Really? I've even gotten. I've like. I've had. I've played against some really good women. Yeah, and like I'm like gotten scorned on by women, and even that bothered me. So I couldn't imagine like a dude. That it just what, what is it about? What do you think it is? Because <laughs> in your head, you're supposed to be superior, but you're just not. Like there's extremely talented but women do, that play sports. Oh, no, there's too, some you know talent. But yeah. as you're having this feeling, because you can't help having the feeling, right? right? It's just <laughs> do, you, you, do you know like you're wrong? Do you feel like I'm wrong for feeling? Yes. yes. So yeah. you feel guilty, but then your ego is still talking shit to you in yeah. your head. So then, like, no. Do, do you try to overcompensate, and do you tell them like that was a great shot? That was a great shot. <laughs> You try to be like a supportive, like, a, like I'm an ally. He's like, I'm an ally. That was a great chat. That was good. You really stunned the fuck out of me. 
Yeah, hey, good shot, good shot. Yeah, you really took me to the hole. <laughs> you showed me. You that, broke my uh, legs back there. That was funny. That was entertaining. I remember I played. The, I remember I played against a girl. She was like maybe like six two, six three. She was nice, and I couldn't do nothing. There was nothing I could do to stop her. She grabbed you by the forehand. To Man, know. like she was just ha- had to handle like and and her boyfriend was like kind of like coaching her, like like training her. Yeah, and he was like, yeah, yeah, you got him. Don't don't. He's he ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> Because I was getting even more mad. I was like, yo, fuck this. I'm like trying to D her up. I still had nothing. She wow. Just like, <laughs> Did you keep playing? Hell yeah, I kept playing. My so pride what, what, wouldn't let me stop. It was <laughs> a, uh, full court? It was half. Oh, yeah, it was full court. It was full court. And so I was guarding her both ways. So like I would score, she would score. But like every time she would score, the crowd would go even crazier because it's a right. woman scoring. Did she over. block your shit? Nah. Oh, okay. That's but she did, did. Did she dunk on you? I did go for like oh a. <laughs> I did go for a steal, and she did like this spin move, and like the, everyone was like, "Oh, yeah!" I'm like, shut up, mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long shower afterwards, Man, right? A long, lonely shower. A lonely shower. <laughs> a little darkness, my friend. Did anyone afterwards be like, "You did your best." Good job, dude. Good, good job, job. dude. It was good nah, effort. No one talked to me after. <laughs> Damn, man. That was a lonely drive did home. Did the team win the game? Or? I was like a pickup game. Oh. I knew some of the dudes in the gym, but it was, just, it was all fun, but she was pretty good. But in the movie, you're technically the villain. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, if so I do So you know what? Just, you should have just played the villain. I know. <laughs> just to be fun. It's like, if I do something If good, you had to talk no, shit, no what would cares? you have to talk shit? I don't know. It's like, how do I even talk shit? Like, if she missed, it'd be like, must be that time of the month. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's easy to it's easy to talk shit. I think to if a you dude, talk you know shit, I mean? you may have been able to break her down. Yeah, yeah. But then I'd have been looked at. He as shot like, to make sure to get back in the like, kitchen. Oh, he's taking this too serious. Like he, I would have been that dude. Yeah, but like you gotta like <laughs> laugh it off, but like talk your shit and fuck with her head. Yeah. No, I wish I could have, man. It's just one of the things in the moment where you just feel bad. Like no matter what I do, I'm gonna look like the villain. So I just stayed quiet. I was like, you know what? She got it. Like <laughs> if I score on her too much, I'm being too hard on her. And then if I play well, too why, hard of a why defense. You, why would you check on her? She sits too. Because it was. That <laughs> <laughs> was started because her, her boyfriend was like, everybody I was playing was like six feet and up. And then her dude was like, yo, get him, get him. Like, well, D, like, how, what, what is your height technically? I'm like 5'7". Five, 5'7"? Seven. Five, seven? Yeah, maybe like a buck 50. Let's give you one, Let's give you 5'8". Five, 5'8", eight. Five, eight? Five, eight, like a buck You're 50. You're still a whole five inches yeah. taller than you, bro. But the girl, the dude's, uh, the girl's boyfriend was like, yes, guard him, guard him. Like, kind of like saying, like, I wouldn't shit. Like, get monkey you, you can get him. You can get him. <laughs> like, and you weren't, like, talking shit to her? Like, you want to make uh, me a sandwich after this? Get back in the kitchen. <laughs> Equal rights, my ass. <laughs> You're like, your shorts are real you iron. Should, you iron the shit you out of your shorts. The like, the first couple of times down, I hit my shots, and then. Don't you got to make dinner for <laughs> <laughs> boyfriend was amping her up like yo he ain't nothing he ain't nothing take him to the hole do all this I was just like bro like shut up motherfucker <laughs> and if while he was talking shit I would have been like oh you the man of the relationship huh that's your bitch on the sidelines right <laughs> cheering you on you the man in your relationship <laughs> you, yo, man, she made that. a shot I would have been nice shot brother <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would have been talking more man. shit you should have done that I didn't have it in me, bro. I was just like, yeah, yeah, good shot, good shot. Yeah, good shot. <laughs> Too nice. Come down. But it would have been dope if you did it and you yeah. saw her game breaking down. And he would have been like, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. <laughs> like, yeah, don't listen to your girl. Listen to your girl. <laughs> and then you started just, that would have been good. I wish he was there with me. 
You'd I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I mean, I'm talking. I'm talking all this shit. I would have been my back. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, I would have been overcompensating to be an ally. Wow, you really, you really embarrassed me. Great, <laughs> great shot. Great work. Um, actually, I, I want to have a, a conversation. Never. You've been like really upset this week. Yeah, on social media, they was talking about how um, hip hop is just an all black. It started by um, blacks that no Latinos was involved in the beginning of hip hop. I think they're trying to coin. It uh, hip hop is black um, was made by black Americans, mm-hmm. and that they keep they keep pushing black Americans. Yeah, so they're exclu- they're purposely excluding um, Puerto Ricans and Latinos. Yeah, but also excluding Caribbeans, mm-hmm. black Caribbean folk, right. West Indians, mm-hmm. which is weird. Yeah, because yeah, doesn't it come from Jamaica? Yeah, uh, DJ. Uh, it's Cool Hurt. Cool Hurt. Yeah, he's he's, he's from the from Jamaica, um, right. Yeah, he's from the Caribbeans. But even Grandmaster Flash is from. He's from the islands too. Yeah, Grandmaster Flash is from Barbados. Okay, yeah. Barbadian DJ. You think it's because they just look at those guys as black? I think not. so. Like, what? I mean, you well, you, you know tell, what, you, you know tell what? me. I'm more upset because yeah. uh, Fat Joe was, had an interview and he he said that Latinos was part of the beginning of hip hop. And then all these people on social media was saying that Fat Joe is fucking wrong. He doesn't know what he's talking he's about. He's lying. That he's lying. And these people have wasn't there. They don't know what the fuck was going on. They're just saying that because they're just saying it just to say it because they think they know what it what it's about. But mm-hmm. they wasn't there. They don't know. Now for me, I'm I grew up in the Bronx. I grew up in the home of hip hop. My big older sisters they they put me onto hip hop, and they was going to the block parties. Checking out Flash, hurricane them, and at the time there was Latinos at these parties also. So it was, it's not like Latinos invented hip hop. Fat Joe wasn't trying to say that. He was just trying to say Latinos was there in the beginning, mm-hmm. and they contributed, right? Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> so like I agree with you, but I was like digging a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna take devil's advocate. Okay. All right. So I was digging a little bit more on Twitter, and I was kind of seeing what the real argument was because they kept focusing on black americans Mm -hmm. and then they were like well what are the four elements of hip-hop right it's rapping djing graffiti and breakdancing yeah and they were like yo there was so many puerto rican breakdancers there was one thousand percent and then everyone's saying but puerto ricans didn't start getting involved in hip-hop until the block parties Mm-hmm. After they saw a couple block parties, okay, and even there's interviews with like <clears throat> Crazy Legs mm-hmm. saying like, yeah, you know, we went to the black parties and then we would dance, we would we would start dancing with them, yeah, and we used to call it the Moreno style. Mm-hmm. So everyone's trying to say that Puerto Ricans were kind of influenced by hip hop, mm-hmm. but they weren't, it, they weren't a part of building it. You know what I'm saying? Because like almost like they were just there. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and I was like digging a little bit more and people were breaking down that, you know, breakdancing is just form of like actual black expression dance. And they started like posting videos from like the 1890s or like 1930s mm-hmm. and going back to like Cap Calloway and all like all of these, this, this form of expression and dance. Yeah. It comes from like black people, black Americans. Yeah. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> um, so I think they're talking about that. In itself, and they were bringing up the music, and they were saying like James Brown, like yeah. hip, it's basically hip hop is like you know, yeah, 
it's like all of this it's it's forms from James Brown and everything. Yeah, of course. When you say like that way, you're talking about like maybe like the swing era or like the Harlem Renaissance. Yeah, time? and just like the dancing and like like all of that. So break dancing, they're saying that's still Black American art form. Mm -hmm. The music is like James Brown funk, and it's still and even if you want to go back to jazz, that's still Black American yeah. art yeah. form. Mm -hmm. And then you know they're talking about rapping, and they're just saying that the, you know there was no Puerto Ricans really rapping. And there was no Puerto Ricans really DJing and stuff. Yeah. But I think that's their perspective on it. Mm -hmm. But there were them. Yeah. There was there was a few. There wasn't like <laughs> a, a, a lot of them, but there was a few rappers and DJs. Mm -hmm. Like you had Charlie Chase, um, DJ Junebug. These are names I'm thinking of right now. There's, but there was more than that. But those are the, the two I, can, I remember. They were Puerto Rican? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I also think, I think a lot of the people that are speaking, right, um, are from parts of the country where there That's, isn't you know, an integration of black and Puerto Ricans together. Because, like, honestly, in New York during the 70s and 80s, mm -hmm. like, you know, when the, the sections of the city that were mostly in poverty and stuff, there yeah. were black, Latinos, and like Puerto Ricans all together intermingling, living with each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And being like, you know, suffering together. Mm -hmm. And in that, you know, hip hop evolved. But I, yeah. I don't think. People like, you know, like in down south or in the Midwest, I don't know if they had that in same interaction that was in the Bronx or in New York. No, I don't, yeah, that's I don't believe so. so. So they don't understand like <clears throat> when like Puerto Ricans in the Bronx say the N-word, they don't understand that. They just see like a Latin person using the N-word. Yeah. But they don't understand that like they kind of all grew up together. Yeah. In the West Coast, it was Mexicans and Blacks. Yeah, but so, they, but even still, they weren't as integrated as to me as black and Puerto Ricans in the Bronx. Oh, probably not as mm -hmm. integrated because they weren't like I'm, I'm sure there were Puerto Rican neighborhoods, but everyone just kind of was intermingled, like really yeah. in the Bronx. Definitely, yeah. Like it, and and it wasn't like you know, it it they were just all together. Mm -hmm. But I I just think they that's a hard concept for motherfuckers in the Midwest and down south, even the West Coast, because the West Coast. As, as you know, as, as many Mexicans and Black people as there are, it's completely everything segregated. Yeah, like, for everything. the most part, mm -hmm. like 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 Jamie, his area. Like I never, I, I was in Inglewood, right? So there was a little bit of integration, but like if you go more West LA, it's I mean, it's just sectors and it's just very integrated. It's not integrated. You have East LA and then like Silver Lake, Jamie's area, way more Latino than than what I would ever see growing up. I saw a majority Black and then like a sprinkle of Mexican. But like Florence area, Central, all that stuff. <clears throat> uh, Manchester, it's black and, and Mexican for yeah, the most yeah, part. Yeah. If, if more in Manchester, the more east you go, it's, you know. Especially that little hub, like that yeah. Hoover Street and like all the way down to like Florence and by the, the 10th freeway. The area where uh, where MoMA had everyday people. That's yeah. where it's a lot of integrated. Yeah. yeah. Super integrated black and Mexican like growing right up. Right there. Yeah. That's a lot. So that's what I'm saying. But yeah, you're right. It is a lot closer and, in, in, you know, and in, in, in blocks to live in New York and and for Puerto Ricans and black to intermingle a little bit more. I think everyone's just piled on top of each other. That's what I'm saying. So you know there's I'm no saying? there's no space it's not spacey like LA is. Um Yeah, LA but, is a lot of like, you know, two bedroom, three bedroom homes and shit with, mm -hmm. with porches and like yeah, backyards. Yes, yeah, I'm actually was impressed y'all have porches and backyards <laughs> and all this shit. Like you know, like in, in the Bronx it's like fucking thirty four yeah, buildings. You had project and you had like tenement buildings yeah. as well. Yeah, like 30, 30 floor buildings, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. everyone, it's like everyone's just piled on top of each other. Yeah. yeah, when you when you said, when you would say me and Ali Escobar from the same building, to me, a building uh, growing up was a, 
a five a, story, five story, eight story. <laughs> when I go to New York, that shit is fucking thirty and up. It's fucking tall, yeah. tall. Yeah, so tall. it's yeah. it's that's why I'd be like, man, why? You, I thought you would be closer with LA if you guys grew up in the same building, but it's still a lot of space in between all that. But technically, like I, I think hip hop, like the music. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this is the thing, like, if we broke it down, right? Like, DJing, the concept of DJing and rapping, to me, comes from the Caribbean. Right. Mm-hmm. Call and response with the one, DJ. One, one yeah. thousand. Right? The selected, the DJ, selected. that yeah. whole concept, MC. right? Mm-hmm. Of Sound the, system. Of the MC first hyping up the DJ, that's all from, like, Jamaica. Yeah. Creating yeah. the music. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So, to me, that's Caribbean. Yeah. And if you want to talk about the B in itself, that's Africa. Mm-hmm. You know? And then... And then, but also as hip hop evolves, you know, like Latin percussion started getting involved, just like jazz. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you have like Tito Puente and everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately. It's, you know, something funny I found out this week that Tito Puente has played on um, the Sugar Hill Game first album. Oh, really? I didn't even know that shit. And I'm like a big hip hop head. And to he me, was and doing percussions on He was on doing that. percussions on one of the tracks, Sugar Hill Groove. And I'm just like, oh shit, I didn't know that. But you know, even as a Latin person, I didn't know we. Puerto Ricans was part of the uh, the the birth of hip hop. It's, it's very yeah. Well, I, well I, no, I, my look. thing is like social media, like like you, we talked about when EDM was is part of house music. Like that DJ said that EDM started in um, what year was that? He said in the nine, uh, like uh, in the nineties. He said yeah. EDM started in the nineties, and I remember when Crooked was mad. He was upset about that because he's changing the narrative. Of EDM and house music, yeah, yeah, and I kind of feel that way about how some of these people on social media were saying that oh, there was no Latinos in the beginning of hip hop; they just jumped on the bandwagon years later, mm-hmm. and that's why I was like kind of upset because I'm well, like, you wasn't there, you don't know. I I, I think what I think like play devil's advocate if we well not really well if you when you think of rap music, mm-hmm. do you think of it as a black and Puerto Rican art form or a black art form? Black, black off form. So I think yeah. in that in that perspective, I think they're right. Mm-hmm. But is you that, know, but is I, but I think Puerto Ricans were a part of building hip hop, yeah. the culture of hip hop. Mm-hmm. I think hip hops were you know a part of it. But I think I understand the argument of saying that it's black music and it's black art form. Yeah, and that break dancing is you know is is actually like black is the black it's art it's a funny thing like all the breakdancers back in the days there was majority was puerto rican like all right. the crews rock steady crew mm-hmm. new york city breakers they was all puerto ricans dancing but i think i think they're saying that it started with black dancers mm-hmm. and it's and it's a black art form yeah. and then because it traces back to decades but is before that, you know is that perception though because if you think about it it was just we're talking about like for me right my experience of uh, hip hop is more so black because I saw black rappers doing it. But that doesn't mean there weren't Puerto Rican rappers just because I didn't see them, right? Like just the ones that made it initially were black. And then you had like the Noriegas and the Big Puns and the Fat Joes that made it eventually. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that they weren't doing it at an early time. But now we're talking about the business of rap. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's that perception. Like the, 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 the business makes it seem like there was just a lot of blacks that were popular. It was just all blacks that was doing. Maybe not. I mean, we we gotta look at hip hop from a, a not only a music standpoint, but as a culture. Mm-hmm. All right. So when hip hop, you know, was was like kind of just evolving in New York, I remember there was a lot of gangs. I could be wrong, so correct me never. Mm-hmm. There was a ton of gangs. It was a few gangs. And, and then and everyone it, yeah. was like dying and everyone was It was, was like, like the black spades. Yeah. That's the only gang I remember. Everyone was, was killing each other. Mm-hmm. And they were like motherfuckers were dying. And I think they uh, they came together and they to like have a, like a terms of peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? 
But at the same time, that's when you started seeing motherfuckers battling with breakdancing instead of like fighting instead and killing, of killing each, each other. other. Yeah. And then it, it, that's it kind of brought everyone together. Like mm-hmm. hip hop, the culture of it, you know? And yeah. it was like at a time when like schools didn't really have like music classes, like, you know, there was no like art, there was no art classes in school and in public schools. So all of these kids had to find creative ways to express themselves. Yeah. Even with music, it's like we there was no instruments to like learn. So like during the blackout, everyone stole a bunch of like electronic equipment, equipment. in the Bronx. Turntables and mixes. Yeah. And speakers. Mm-hmm. And then that birth that also helped to birth and evolve hip hop because yeah. now you had all of these creative kids, black, you know, and Puerto Rican. Literally, like with all this equipment, and then they just started making their own music by sampling records and repeating mm-hmm. breaks. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, you know, and then all of this shit evolved from breakdancing and graffiti, mm-hmm. you know, like, and but graffiti you can't really claim because graffiti's been around since like fucking Egypt and shit. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, we can't. I would say Puerto Ricans are probably doing more of that too. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. involved in graffiti more. I think so. Blacks more than, as well. Yeah. yeah. More than the like, but I do understand argument of like you know breakdancing, rap mm-hmm. being like a Black American art form to a certain degree because of some of the history behind it. Oh yeah, when th- I think it roots from. It's black. definitely yeah, of course. My, like when, I said, my just thing was is just like people saying Latinos wasn't involved in the beginning of it. But then when I think of dancers, to be honest with you, I do think about Puerto Ricans. Like I think about Rosie Perez, Rosie Perez, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lopez, right? Like those are like come, those were, that's what comes to mind when I think about dancing. But then, Initially. like, and I think the argument, or like maybe the side that you know, like the argument that people, some like to take devil's advocate again, is mm-hmm. that they're saying is that those are the optics that they're putting in front of you to show you that there <laughs> there were oh, uh, there was a Latin presence or more of a Latin yeah. presence in this. But in they're trying to say it's almost like it's still appropriation that they weren't they weren't like you know they're just visitors. Yeah, but then they're, they're just guests. They're just guests. But I never felt that way. Like when I would see Rosie Perez, she would tell stories about how she was at at the tunnel, or she was, you know, she would see Diddy in the club dancing, and how great, good of a dancer he was. And so, like it was, it seemed like she was integrated in the culture with all these spots. It wasn't like she was like a like a outsider, kind of like trying to like infiltrate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's an incentive for some reason. I think there's something more behind this mm-hmm. about. Uh, Reclaiming Black American art forms, I agree. And, and and labeling Black American art forms. Yeah, and I don't know if they're necessarily rewriting history, but they're creating an argument to help build the strength behind Black American art forms. Yeah, and I don't know how it is, but I I heard, and this is I only heard this, that it's tying into reparations. I can like see an that. actual yeah. argument for reparations. I can see that. Well, we, I think because for for African, well, not for African Americans, for Blacks, we have very little things that we can hang our hat on that we can say is ours that we've created. Like if you if you look at that's the why, music yeah. industry in, in general, right? Like so many things have been created, but we don't reap the benefits of it. You know, and maybe we're starting to now in in the later years, but for the first forty years, it wasn't that way. So trying to hold on to anything that was technically or perceived to be ours is is the argument right mm-hmm. but i think that's why they're also ousting like immigrant blacks mm-hmm. so, so like, like caribbeans caribbeans west indian they're trying to like but like if you bring up well cool hurricane grandmaster flash they're from the caribbean they start hip hop, then they bring what well, they sampling james brown <laughs> or they sampling like herbie hancock yeah. you know what i mean so yeah. they're like they're bringing up all of this shit yeah just to Bring it back to Black American 
uh, you know, you know, property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's it is behind this machine of of pushing for reparations. I didn't think about that, but it does make sense because it it, holds it makes weight. a lot of sense. It holds yeah. weight with the argument, right? Like, look at these things that we've created that you've made money off of. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for like the reparations in, right? The more the more that we show that we've created something, it's more leverage and it's it's more of a buy into the whole thought of it, right? Yeah. Which, which, you know, I think the only thing that really, really bothered everyone with the Fat Joe, uh, you know, what he was saying about hip hop, mm-hmm. I think what was really bothering was when he was saying he was 50 50. <laughs> because that, he that's did a little say that too comment. much, man. Yeah, that was he, a little he was I like even black, think that was a- <laughs> blacks and Puerto Ricans. Like, we started hip hop, it was 50 50 back then. And I think everyone was like, What do you mean 50 50? <laughs> yeah, because that sounds a little, that's a little crazy right there. <laughs> I would have to admit that. Yeah. I would say, if, if you want to put something, put 1585. Fifteen eighty five sounds about right. I don't. Oh, think I'll even go 20, 20, 2080. 2080. Well, yeah. maybe fifty fifty was his experience in the Bronx, right? Like, could it be that? Could He's what well, Puerto Rican, right? Yeah. But if you're gonna do that percentage, you got to do like two percent Korean, because then we were in there. <laughs> yeah, he was there. He was there. Right. <laughs> cool. Her. I didn't see no Korean. It's in so the Forty nine. Cool I'm just Forty nine. Forty nine. Hip hop was started by blacks, Puerto Ricans, <laughs> and, and, a, and a couple Koreans in the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna start rewriting history. Everybody else is doing it. Why not? <laughs> I start adding Asian motherfuckers in these like old pictures, just photoshopping them, <laughs> just taking pictures, adding like an Asian dude. motherfucker doing <laughs> this shit in the background. Yeah, the little, the little Asian. At the Bronx River Project, there's an Asian dude hanging out with, <laughs> with Ben Bada. Yeah. Put the little Asian Zulu guy from, uh, from the Goonies. <laughs> My God, African Bombada is another story. Oh, no man. one brings don't, his, don't touch that. No one brings his name <laughs> up. Stay away. No one stay brings away his from name up shit, anymore. No, that happened. G, did you ask why? No, 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 not not oh. necessarily why, but he is a part of history. It's like you can't really erase. Yeah, that. but he did some nasty shit. He's kind of yeah, like man. the Bill Cosby of comedy for hip hop, right? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. he's worse. <laughs> he is worse. Yeah, it's yeah, worse. He's closer <laughs> to R. Kelly if anything. It's it's crazy because the Zulu Nation. Was like so revered and respected when I was growing up. Yeah, it was like yeah, you like it was like big time. I don't I don't know what to call it in New York. It was like the United Nations for hip hop, kind of right. Mm-hmm. It really was like if there was any problems or anything, or you went to the Zulu, the Zulu Nation fixed it somehow. That's <laughs> crazy. That's scary. It was like, like the Zulu like, Nation was like it was like heavy. Like, so like Black it was Panther, political. Yeah. You call Jesse Jackson. It was, yeah, it was like the Black call. Panther of hip hop. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> It was like some Jimmy Hoffa union shit. Oh shit! Like the unions, what the unions were. Like in Africa, Ben Battle was the head. He was. He was the head, yeah. the head of the snake with the glasses. Damn man! So does that mean we can't play the the Zulu chant break? We can play that, right? <laughs> we can't play Planet Rock. Motherfuckers, I hear Planet Rock all the time. How can we wait? How can so, we can yeah, play? I'm about to Rock? ask you that. How can we play Planet Rock? And we, yeah, we can't play R. Kelly. Um, Step in. But the then again, R. Kelly was convicted. Yeah, Bad is still out there. When do you think we can play R. Kelly again? I'm just curious when he dies. And what song is it? I ain't gonna lie, man. I've been playing "Step in the Name of Love." What? Really? No, and there's no backlash. No backlash. Motherfuckers going crazy when that shit drops. The crazy wow. thing is when a black woman asked me to play R. Kelly. That's when I'm like, come on. Come on. That, that just goes to you. Know like, <laughs> okay, you know what's so I'm funny? Like, why, why I play "I'm Stepping in the Name of Love." I don't know. It's a birthday song. You know what? It's my dad's. That was my mom's favorite song. Mm. And it reminds me of my mom, my mom. So I play that. Oh, okay. You know what? Fuck. You know what? I'm gonna yeah. start playing He did whatever and shit, man. But that song means a lot to me. Mm. When I play, I think of her. So, yeah. but it's a, it's like a birthday celebration song. Yeah. It's a, yeah. 
I mean, I think, a, you think it's, we're at a it's point a beautiful where, song. Yeah. You think we're at a point where people are just separating the man from the art and like, you know what? Art Kelly I think did if this, you play, what you is know that? what? He has, he still got great music. What is that? Uh, um, my boss I mean, I think yeah, that bump one. Bump and grind. Bump, bump and grind. grind. I mean, he got, got a bunch like that. Like uh, that one's kind of crazy. If you really <laughs> seems like you're ready is a little sketchy. Yeah. My mind's telling me. My mind's telling me. You look at the lyrics to some of these. Like seems like you're ready and like some like. They're like real, like damn, what, nah. damn, bro. I think. What can you say? Can we play ignition? Would that be okay? I think "Step in the Name of Love" is probably the. Because I was literally having a conversation with someone, and I was like, "Man, could you imagine R. Kelly in a versus? Like his his album catalog. Who nobody nobody put, could beat him. That might that he, might re that might reboot the versus brand if R. Kelly was on a versus <laughs> and he was doing his what, streaming behind, from, behind bars behind bars. <laughs> Yo, imagine dancing in the cell. Everyone would watch that. Oh yes. hell yeah, yep. Who would R. Kelly go against in verses? Chris Brown. No. Then you could. That was, would be a good one. No, I, I would say Usher. I was, I was, I, I, no, I you can't go against Usher. No, I don't even know if those two together have a catalog like R. I Kelly. I think Beyonce would be the closest to R. Kelly. Beyonce. I don't even no. think Beyonce. No, no way. Yo, R. Kelly's <laughs> game. Yo. You think Chris Brown is a better match for him? I, than I'm Beyonce? looking at quantity. Yeah, and I feel like Chris Brown has the quantity, and Usher has the quantity to go against. I think R. Usher Kelly. and Brown are more closer to that. For them to battle, but, but he got the, the R. He, Kelly has a pen though, guys. Yo, fam, I would I would pay for the pay per view. Me too. Fifty nine ninety nine. If it was a versus with R. Kelly behind bars, and it, everyone and money goes into his books. No, no, no. The money goes to all the victims of the R. Yeah, Kelly like cha- charities and victims. <laughs> everyone would everyone would pay for that pay per view. Yeah. Because he got. Because yeah, yeah. we got you got to think. He really need to do that. He got twelve play TP two, TP three. Chocolate Factory. Chocolate Factory is crazy. Got the best of both worlds albums with him and him and Jay Z. Two so two albums, right? Yeah. I mean, technically, he got Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Who else did he write for? B two K. B two K. Yeah. And then uh, he did Michael Jackson. You're not alone. Yeah. <laughs> he did a lot. Janet. He worked he did, Janet. Uh, he did one of the. Uh, he had hits on that Gotham City Dude, tra- uh, Batman soundtrack. Didn't he have the go to song for like every graduation? I yeah. believe yeah. I, I can fly. fly. Did they play oh, that anymore? No. The, he had the other album, the R and the Kelly. Remember the double disc? It was the R and the Kelly. Yeah. So he had Bro, that. he has hits, dog. It's Yo, what, what's the shit with Celine Dion? I don't remember. That. You remember? Oh, that? he wrote a song with Celine Dion. Oh shit! He wrote a song for her. I don't remember. I believe I could fly. That was huge. I remember I, them I saying that that was the biggest song, or like the that most. was Space Jam, right? That was a Space Jam soundtrack. Yeah. 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 God damn, that was a huge song. He did the what? world's greatest, the one in Ali. He did a lot, bro. Woman's yeah, yeah. fed up, trapped in closet, same girl. He did. He started writing for uh, Ronald Isley too, right? Yeah, yeah. He, did, he, he brought down the Isley brothers back in the yeah. spotlight. Mr. Biggs. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, what took over that graduation song? That was a graduation song. I believe yeah. I could fly. Oh, right? huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before that, I think sure. it was um, Vitamin C. Vitamin uh, C. Yeah, there's a song. Vitamin C was a graduation. Oh, we come down. Oh, I thought it was Boys to Man. Oh no, no, no! Oh, the end of the road. Yeah, you know what took what took over all that shit? That Green Day song. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. What is that shit called? Uh, you know one? that Green Day song for graduation. Had the time of our lives. That shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, shit like took over. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. This is the day when then. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I believe I can fly. Was like that was no, like at no, every. Every like emotional like situation on an award show or like someone like beating like a disease or yeah. like you know what I mean like I believe I can fly was like the like motivational tool to get better that. like yeah like if like if someone you was like with cancer someone whatever. was like overcoming yeah. something in a movie it was like believe I believe I, I can fly, fly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
man. I, I, I'm like it was that bootleg Kev. There was a bootleg Kev, right? He had a he was interviewing who? Tank was it? Uh, yeah, Tank. Recently, was, I know he did Tank. He was interviewing Tank, and he was talking about his Mount Rushmore for R and B. And then I think they were going through names, and he's like, "Just say it, just say it." No, yeah, I yeah, saw that. I saw that. You yeah. saw that? And he was like R. Kelly. It was basically talking about R. Kelly. Yeah. I mean, you have to put him. You have to, because I mean, his pen alone, man. Like the stuff he wrote. It's no. just so crazy that when you see the documentary, you just hear the, the shit that some of these songs just. Ugh. If if R. Kelly, you are not a, that was about an abortion. <laughs> yeah, like man. it's crazy. If if he's in jail, right? That was like the last number one song Michael had. I know, and it's about a fucking. <laughs> if he's in jail, and then if he dies in jail, like his, he'll probably have a revival, right? Yeah. Oh, oh these guys music for sure. But like I like I said, some of the songs are just not once you hear those songs, you're like, fuck, what was he saying? Like yeah, but, my mind's telling me no, but my body's saying yes. It's crazy to play that now. But again, step in the name of love. Do you but, get away with that? I mean, it's, it is kind of timeless music, man. Like taking away his his personal shit, like it's timeless music. And a part of me, like I'll look at the music and I'm like, damn, I kinda wish I could play this right now. I just get self conscious. Do y'all still listen to R. Kelly? Nah, uh, not really. I haven't heard. No. I used to listen to him a lot. Yeah, like in the in the two thousands, in the two thousand tens. Yeah, I used to listen to him a Bro, lot. But when a woman's fed up, it's my <laughs> shit. I think I was in an Uber somewhere, and the, uh, it was a, a woman driver, and she was playing Twelve Play Two, and from the beginning, and I forgot how many hits was on that thing. I was I was blown away. I was like, yo, like, man, it made me want to start streaming. Remember, I think Feeling on Your Booty was on that, right? Yeah. That was I remember the video with Lil' Kim. Body's Calling, that shit was crazy. Yeah, man. Then that double disc, um, remember he had that song with Noriega and Cameron and Jay-Z? Yep. Yeah. Oh, he had two albums with Jay-Z, too. (laughs) Yep. And he had to join with Crucial Conflict on there, like, don't don't, hits, don't 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 normalize it. You normalizing this shit because I'm gonna start playing happy. <laughs> happy. I'm gonna start playing happy people. Happy people. It's another one. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my god. I used to love playing happy people. Bring I, it back I, to the beat. Uh-huh. Remember when in the closet? Remember when yeah. in the closet whoa, came out? Whoa, <laughs> whoa! I was like, oh my god. Remember, remember, remember when in the closet came out and he would release a different uh, episode video, yeah. every week? Yeah. yeah. And everybody would be glued to like. Sure. One Trapped in the part, closet, yeah. Like, damn, part three, part thirteen is coming out this week. <laughs> I, I he lost me at like part after the, yeah. part six or something. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. That's crazy. Oh my god! I mean, how do we go from fucking a Puerto Ricans and hip hop to R. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> how did we get? There? I'm trying to think. Huh? Where were we even talk? Oh, we were talking about like maybe a Mount Rushmore. What, how do we even get there? I don't even. Remember. I was like, oh. did, did Tony talk? Uh, uh, Tony Touch speak about this at all? He haven't spoken about it. Mm. I'm surprised. Yeah, because he's a you know Puerto Rican cat. So. He probably should, right? Because he's he's at that age where he's he saw I, actually a lot of Puerto Ricans in hip hop are kind of quiet. Crazy Dex, has he said anything? It's Crazy Dex has. He talked about it, yeah. What did he say? You said it. You just said it. No, he, but that was a, I was saying in an interview from back in the day. Oh, for back in the days. For recently, no, he haven't said anything. That's what I'm, so that's what I'm saying. But, people, but he posts, I think he posted something on his IG page. But I think their silence is kind of, it's, it's kind of also, it's a statement to me. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, being a part of hip hop, they were supporters. And they were a part of the movement. Yeah. But in mm-hmm. the end of it all, it's black expressions, black music. Mm-hmm. Because Puerto Ricans have their culture. Yeah. They have yeah. their island. Oh, definitely. They have their, you know, they have their um their roots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think black Americans don't. 
some black Americans, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With with ancestry yeah. that were from slaves and all, and all that. You know what's so funny? I'm looking at um, Instagram right now, and Crazy Leg just posted recently a picture of him breakdancing, saying, another black and Latino moment in New York City. Come on, I got receipts. Let's celebrate the greatness of this relationship to put things in perspective. Yeah, for me, I thought hip-hop was unifying. Mm-hmm. And I think now hip hop is like very like it's it's just very it's well like people are trying to segregate it. Yeah. And whenever there's anyone not black or he's not black enough or he's too black, I don't know what the fuck. Everyone's just trying to say something about it. Yeah. And and push motherfuckers out. Mm-hmm. But I also think that's a problem in hip hop as well. Or, like everyone's <laughs> just put like you can't be unique or you know what I'm saying or like mm-hmm. have your own voice or be different. Yeah. Even with Little Nas X, like, why the fuck would anyone give a fuck if Little Nas X is in hip hop? Yeah. Like, uh, why? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. <clears throat> what, do you think yeah. it's because the, the the initial the culture of hip hop is very um, competitive for one? So it's like uh, it's me versus everybody in all the time, right? Like, it's very, very, very rare that you see even groups stay together. Like, the locks is like a rarity. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like Run DMC might have been rare, but like, and then it's a masculine thing too. So to see someone that's not masculine um, is looked frowned upon or down upon, like how like a Nas X is, right? I mean, I can understand that, but but I think it has more to do with how people practice uh, and and navigate themselves on social media. Right. I think that's really how it is. Mm-hmm. I think everyone doesn't, it's like you don't really get attention for positive or unifying uh, content on social media, you you get likes and you get retweets mm-hmm. and you get shares from negative. So like everything has to have a negative connotation to it. Yeah. So I think that's more of a thing than anything on social media, is that everyone have seen that like negative shit has flourished and is and everyone's even like cancel culture all that everything is like about you know calling shit out or correcting somebody but not even in like a civil manner like really just talking to people like they ain't shit mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just i think that's more the thing than anything else and it's just like to me i think cuz like what social media 10 years ago i was i feel like it was completely different yeah it was like more <clears throat> We, we went there for like inspiration. We were like kind of bigging mm-hmm. everyone up. It yeah. was like more inspiring with likes yeah. and comments. Mm-hmm. And then towards around the 2016s with Trump and everything, it, everything kind of shifted a little bit. It started becoming a little bit more negative, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I could be wrong. And more no, negative I think, like I the think mob one, mentality on ganging up on people and things. Yeah, I think yeah. T- t- 2016 was the definitely game changer for social media, especially for Instagram, where everybody was just kind of bashing on each other and it was just like a popularity contest at that and it was like even with like even with sneakers and like fashion or whatever the fuck oh yeah that was a fucking year of the boom for that it was just remember like it was we used to like i used to follow like high beast high snobiety complex and it used to be like content on like you know new brands like new shit Mm -hmm. and then it all just started changing to like memes and motherfuckers making fun of shit yeah. yeah, and talking shit, and then and it was it, all hype. Like just Supreme took over around yeah. that time too. Remember, and then all these rappers, these SoundCloud rappers, was all about just talking shit and doing dumb shit yeah. for likes, for likes, and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was the birth of clout. Actually, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was the problem of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, I want to ask you guys something. Some, one of our listeners was um, DM'd me, and he was asking if we could talk about this. Mm-hmm. 
And he, this is what he said. I, I don't want to put his name on blast, but he said, I, I, I had a situation recently with a girl I was dating. She showed up to my uh, gig drunk and acting a fool. Can you guys go over girlfriend DJ etiquette? I mean, let's to broaden it out. Let's to, to like what is girlfriend boyfriend DJ etiquette? Yeah, I, I kind of want to. Let's can we? I don't know. We can, can we break it down? Yeah, definitely. So Pro, what? Oh, what? What? Oh, he, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. If you want to break down what we what we prefer personally? No, no. Like what is what is he talking about? He's basically talking about. When you're a DJ in a club uh-huh. and yeah. your girlfriend or boyfriend is there, how should they be acting, right? Okay. Yeah. What's okay. the proper what is the etiquette? etiquette? What is the the etiquette they should follow, mm-hmm. knowing that you're at work, you're mm-hmm. performing, you're DJing? What is the etiquette for a girlfriend and boyfriend? How should they act? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is good. Damn, and this is this is this can go. Let's start off with D Myers. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, for me, I've had issues with um, not explaining my expectations to someone so when i didn't do that i can't really get mad at how they act once they're in that environment so i've had uh situations where i've had a girlfriend and maybe she comes by herself and it's cool like she might just be in the booth and make sure i might need it if i need a drink or water she grabs that yeah or if someone's trying to ask me a question like hey like do you want to talk to this person they intervene they intervene and then i've had instances when they come with their friends and then they're just wilding out Mm. And then it's kind of like, okay, like, I don't really want you while, and I don't want that energy. Like, you know what I mean? It's kind of a weird thing to like, like, you can have fun, but don't completely wild out and get trashed because you're still a representation of me as well. So you yeah. want a, a woman to control, right? Yeah. And maybe be my other. <laughs> no, 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 I caught them like no, no, no! You make my man look crazy. Oh, no, let him finish. Let him finish. No. He wants a woman to control. No, right? no, no! I want them to. <laughs> Don't. I want, them to, I want them to. You be, yes, I want exactly. them to be. I want them to be in control. Be in control. <laughs> like, so play your part, just yo. be a, be another set of eyes for me too. Do what I say. Do what D Miles says. <laughs> like I had a. You can do a, this. You can do that. You yo, can do some of this. I never forget. Like maybe like. No, but break it down. I had, I never forget. Maybe some years ago. <laughs> I had a girlfriend come and she was with her friends and somehow they like made it to this other dude's table and the music director came to me he's like hey you gonna let your girl be over that table like that and I was just like what am I like, it made me look bad right because it was like she was like at the table being kind of like flirtatious and drinking this dude's bottle yeah mm-hmm. and then the music director's like yo that yeah, you still with her like what's what's good what's yeah, up yeah. Like, <laughs> and I was embarrassed I was like oh yeah yeah it's cool I know but I kind of didn't know but I just yeah. didn't play it off to save face so it's like do I get mad in that moment? I can't because I still got a DJ and just do my job. But at the same time, I was a little tight. Did you, like, did you care? Yeah, I cared. Really? Because I was a little hurt. I'm like, yo, like, why are you at someone else's table doing that when you could just be over here and I'll make sure y'all good too? That happened to me. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> that happened to me. Spicy. I was DJing and uh, the, sh- the shorty, you know, came in with me mm-hmm. and then she started dancing with the dudes at another table. <gasps> yeah. Actually, remember Hyde? Yeah. It was at Hyde. Oh, oh shit. And, um, and she had him. Oh. And you remember there was the tables in front of the DJ booth. Yes, right but below. But you, you can kind of sit. Yeah, you can sit on that the little ledge. Of, there's a, a ledge yeah. on the stage of where the DJ is, but it's kind of like you can sit at the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she was there and. Um, she climbed down. And the security, I think, uh, tapped me. It was like, she with you? And she was she kind of had her legs open, and the guy was dancing in between her legs uh, and like oh, pouring shit. liquor in her mouth. No, <laughs> no. Hold, on. Hold the fuck up! 
Bro, <laughs> what did you say, Cricket? No, see, but like I actually like those situations because it's it's a clear. Um, it kind of gives me a clear signal of how yeah. to treat yeah. mm-hmm. how to treat this person or where this person stands. Realize, yeah. 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 Do you understand what I mean? Like, yeah. it's clear. It's like um, I don't. <clears throat> It's so for me, I actually laughed, and I was like, "Cause I laughed because it was, was so." Was y'all was that serious, or was it just some? No, no, no. It was kind of like we were interested, you know. Yeah. But I laughed because I was like, "Wow, this is like really, this is a dumb move." You know right. what I mean? Like, like yeah. you really are not aware of what you're doing. Yeah. So I started laughing. He's like, "She with you, huh?" And I'm like, "Nah, nah, she's not like we <laughs> not cool. anymore." You know? <laughs> Don't get her own way home tonight. <laughs> but in my head, in my head, I was thinking like, "Oh, I know how I'm gonna approach this." Right. Like I'm just really not. Like your whole trainer thought about how you might treat her moving forward. Change. Right. right. But it's good because it's like I got that clarity. Yeah, now. It saved yeah, you a yeah. lot of time, a lot yeah, of money. See, that's what I like. I like that clarity. I don't like, you know, I don't like second guessing. It. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Or like yeah. thinking it's more than it is, or it's less than it is, and you know. But yeah. now, like, yo, you set the tone. So, okay, you want to move like that? I get it. Yeah. You know, I get it. So, like, that to me, I like those things. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, if I if I bring, like, if I, it, there isn't a level of embarrassment to it. Yeah. But to me, that's a lesson learned. Like, that's that's less embarrassment than even more. Embar- like, if it happens four to five times, mm-hmm. then it's like, you a real sucker, man. It's like, <laughs> you're just letting this shit happen, you know? But what if you, what if you like, really, like, like, in love with somebody? Oh, no, but then that. I mean? But you don't want. But, but then <laughs> no, you. Like, but you lost. On? You've lost clarity. Yeah. yeah. You know, you clarity is important. You want to yeah. be, and you want to be aware of. You want to be self-aware, <laughs> and you want to be aware of the people around you and what they're yeah. doing. And I, you know, yeah. you know, love can be blinding though. So like, the person, not that blind. The person. Come that, on, man. For me, I would be like, damn, the person I will spend time with outside the club is not this person that's in the club right now. So but that like, is that person. I know, but, but I, I'm her. like, damn, is it my fault for not setting expectations? Fam, how many times have you brought your homie and his like new wife or his his fiance uh-huh. to? And they're like, hey, we're in Vegas. I'm with my fiance. Can we come visit you? And you're like, yeah. And you know, there's gonna be a point where like, let's see how their fiance acts. Or yeah. the, how their new wife acts. <laughs> yeah. Because there might be a point where she like she might hit on you. Mm-hmm. She might get drunk and hit on you. Or might be open and hit on other dudes or get on the pole. and Make get, it very uncomfortable. Because this, here's the thing. is like when you bring civilians with you to the club, yeah. they've never had like a bottle and they could drink unlimited. Or treatment. They, yeah, they, they, where they could drink not, unlimited amounts of alcohol. They're not used to that shit. Yeah. yeah. Because they, they're overindulging, right? So when yeah, people are yeah. overindulging, you're kind of seeing a side to them that they've, you've never yeah. seen. Yeah. So I remember when motherfuckers used to visit me, I used to tell motherfuckers like, yo, don't bring your fiance <laughs> or your new wife to Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you you really ready to see another side of some shit. I like, got a story. <laughs> we all got stories. <laughs> yo, I never forget, bro. I never forget. This might have been like... 14, 13 or 14, one of my dudes that I knew, I had knew him at that point for maybe like 12 years. And he was like, yo, me and my girl gonna come through. And I was like, yeah, bro, come through. I haven't seen you in a minute. Like, come through, right? So they come through. I'm DJing. It was at Hyde. They come in. We chilling. And he's like, hey, man, like, I gotta I gotta dip out. Like, is it cool if my girl stays? And I was like, yeah, it's all good. So like, I'm still DJing. And like 20 minutes later, she's like, yo, so what's up? And I'm like, well, yeah. What, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, you need to drink? Like, you good? Like, she was like, nah. Like, you know, like I kind of like stayed around to see what's good with you. 
Oh shit! And I was like, I've been waiting for you, Billy Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, and I was places? like, I was like, what are you talking about? You was just here. You was just here with my guy. Put your, put your clothes back on. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, you was just here with my guy. What are you talking about? And she was like, nah, we're not together. Like we hang, we hang out, but we're not together. That's I was like, I don't know one. if I believe you. I was like, yo, y'all was like literally holding hands. She's like, yeah, he gets like that. Like when we're in public, he's a little territorial. But <gasps> I told him I wanted to stay and like hang out, so like he dipped. So what would you just, do? I, I chill with her, but not in that wow. way. Like, not, 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 not like. Not like that. Like I chill with her for the rest of the night. Like just because I was done, I was I just opened. So I just hung out. We had drinks, and then we went our separate ways. But like, and I just I felt bad even hanging out with her. But I wasn't gonna leave her hanging. So I was like, look, man, like, did, did we, we could hang and have drinks. But like, I ain't doing none of that. Did you tell your boy this? What yeah, I did. What, what did he say? It kind of fucked our friendship up. <gasps> of course it did. Because he he was like. And that's and that's why I was like, damn, should I tell him or like should I just like leave it alone? But I just I was like, I gotta tell him, man. Like I was like, hey man, like your your chick, like she said y'all wasn't together and she was just hanging out trying to see what's good and he was like, Oh word. Like he was kinda embarrassed and he was like he was like, Well, what did you do? And I was like, I didn't do anything. I'm like telling you because I respect you. And he was like, Nah, nah, man. And he was like, I don't know if I if I believe that. Like she was like, she would never do that. She would never do that. And I'm like, oh, fam, you're like, too sprung, my I'm guy. telling you, like, what it is. Like, I'm not trying to break up anything, bro. Like, this is what the fuck happened. And you know, in 12 years, easy. Like, not like, like, not how tight, like how we all are. But like, I knew him. You know what I mean? And so you, he, he hit me up with them. Are they married now? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. They actually, wow, damn. They actually, I don't. I, they actually like have like a couple of kids together too. And kids, damn. yeah, damn. And then like I'm telling you that Ve- something yeah. about the Vegas brings out the size, yeah. <laughs> and it's 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 even worse if you're taking care of your boy and his girl, and you're getting them into clubs. You're skipping lines. Yeah, you're getting it's like, a whole treatment. You're getting yeah. free shit. You're getting like comp dinners, comp mm-hmm. bottles. Yeah, and it's like and then there's liquor involved, and then the woman just starts like, oh, you the man in this you're city, man, like yeah. you're you run shit over here. Come with my girls, and then they kind of be like. They're feeling like drunk and then they're just kind of like, I need to hang out with you. Like, fuck your friend. But that might just be the liquor talking. Mm -hmm. But either way, that shit happens a lot. Yeah. And it's or it doesn't if it doesn't happen with you, it happens with somebody. And I've, somebody and I've else seen it whatever. happen to other people, like when I'm like just being a witness of it. You know what I mean? That's the real test though. If you yeah. I'm like, yo, if you really want to test your your relationship, <laughs> back then, I think it's a little different. It might be the same now, actually. But like yeah. back then, like yeah, they like, bring your girl. Let's let's see what happens. Let's see how she acts. Like a couple shots in, is she gonna be on the pole like wilding the fuck out? Or is she gonna be like chilling? But let's go back to this girlfriend etiquette, boyfriend yeah. etiquette thing. Ultimately, let's break it down, mm-hmm. right? You want somebody to recognize that even though you're in an environment of indulgence with alcohol, you know, wilding the fuck out, Party. turning the fuck out, mm-hmm. you are there professionally to make to make a living, to yes. make money. You're doing right? your job. This is my place of work. So your professional, uh, how you act, you know, your performance, mm-hmm. them recognizing that you're performing and not to do anything distracting you. Or to change your your mood to affect your performance. One thousand percent. Also, your reputation professionally. Yeah. Right. They can embarrass you by you know flirting with other people or becoming too drunk, getting wheeled out. Yeah. So the etiquette is you want someone to respect you 
like to respect themselves and respect you and realize that they're there to represent you they're representing you ultimately they're an extension right. of you right exactly yeah it's almost like I, I kind of i kind of compare it to if you're going to your girlfriend or spouse's christmas party yes yeah. one thousand yeah. percent how are you going to act at this Christmas party. Yeah. Like, right? You don't, don't want to be Frank the Tank at your girl's. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, you don't want to act crazy. You, wanna, you know? And then you want to know that their boss is there. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be disrespectful, too opinionated, you know? And you want to make them look good, so you want to compliment them. Yeah. You know, you're, you're kind of their, you know, you're their cheerleader. Arms you're their heavy. support system. If they have like if they see an enemy coming through that you know is at their job, yeah, you you kind of want to make it. You you want to be their support system, yeah, mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we want. Exactly. What a DJ wants, they want someone to be their support system. Yeah, I remember seeing like the Paris Hilton documentary. Have y'all seen that? No. no, no. And she brought her boyfriend to her gig, and he was becoming a problem. And she's trying to set up her music. She's trying to do. I can't believe I'm using Paris Hilton. I know, as right? Well, yeah. right? Trust this is DJ Flight. He was probably on that like, <laughs> DJ too. <laughs> but she was, you know, he was like distracting her. He was saying like, how come, you know, he was trying to make it all about himself. Yeah. And she was about to perform in front of like, I don't know, 20,000 people or yeah. I don't know what the fuck it was. But it was just like, that. you don't want that. Mm -hmm. That's like a red flag. That's a sure red flag yeah. of it. What, what, what are some of the horror stories you've had? I had an incident where... I was DJing at this club in New York. This was like a, a big time, big club. It was like a big deal for me. This is in New York. In New York. Yeah. And it was a Halloween party. And um, at the, the girl I was seeing at the time, she came She came with her friends to the club, to the venue. And when she got to the door, she couldn't get in. Because, uh, you know, Wass. Wass is doing the door yeah. at the time. Shout out to Wass. Shout out to my man Wass. So, you know, when he's doing the door at a she venue. Pro she probably has some busted shoes on. No, 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 nah, not at all. She was. It was like you know how them them parties, them clubs at the time. If it was like if you wasn't so and so, they wouldn't let you in. It was yeah, like yeah. a certain amount of people, especially on Halloween. Exactly. So she couldn't get in. So she kept calling me, trying to get me to come stop DJing to leave the booth to come out and get her. Yeah. And I was like, yo, if, if I say he can't let you in, there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> And I just started spinning at this venue, so I wasn't trying to fuck anything up. And I wasn't that cool with Wass at the time. I mean, I was cool with him, but I just started getting cool with him. So it wasn't like I could be like, yo, Wass, come on, do me this favor. So since she couldn't get in, she got mad. She cursed him out. And then she got mad at me. And I told her, yo, why did you curse him out? It's like, you fucking up my, my job by like, even though you couldn't get in, you just should have just fucking took an L and went elsewhere. But by you cursing him out, you could have got me in trouble. Right. Because he could have went to the management. He could have been like, yo, fucking never got these fucking girls coming in here cursing me and starting trouble. We don't need that type of people or DJ in the, in the venue. So that could have got me in trouble. Right. So it was just, and then, like I said, she got mad at me because I couldn't come out and get her. And she kind of called me a sucker. She was like, oh, yeah, you. <laughs> oh, no. Damn, <laughs> like, yo, why, you can't do nothing about it. Why, you the DJ. You should have been able to. I thought you was to, the man. You should have been able to come out and get me and, and got me in here. And I'm just like. <laughs> but you ain't you, the man. I thought you run this shit. What <laughs> <laughs> it was you, daddy. <laughs> you ever had a series? So, wait, so, so it ended? It ended right there? No, it didn't end. But you still, kept it going? I kept it going. After that, you kept going? Kept going. Crazy, Are you bro. crazy? I, I didn't lose my job, so. You ever had a situation where the girl felt entitled? Of course. I've had that. Like I've been, I was like dating one girl and she like came with her and her friends and then she was like, yo, where's our bottle? And I was like, what do you mean ours? Oh, like, shit. 
She's like, yeah, we want, we want this. And I'm like, yo, like, chill out. Like, they're going to get it. Like, they're going to get it. Like, don't do that. Like, be appreciative. Like, they came in, like, demanding shit. Like, and that rubbed me the wrong way. That was a flag for me, too. Because I'm like, yo, like, have a sense of pride and appreciation. Like, this shit ain't, this shit ain't normal. Like, I'm working. Like, where else can you go and just get free bottles of liquor and, like, act that way? Like, that's not how you act. Like, you would not act like that at a restaurant or anything else. Like, these people are making money, so they'll get to me when they get to me. Like, I'm DJing. I'm going to be here all night. Like, chill out. You know what I mean? So, that's a, that was a flag for me, too. Damn. Yo, Jamie, you, you're too young in this game. No, no, no. I was just saying, I, I had never experienced <laughs> things like this. Yeah. I've experienced friends acting up, and Cricket warned me. Yeah. He's like, yo, don't invite your boys to work. And I fucked up and I invited some. And he's like, I told you. Oh, this was recently? Yeah, the, the last year or so. Oh, you never told me? Oh, I didn't? Yeah, okay, so I was DJing somewhere. Wait, wait, wait. So I would warn you. What was the warning? You said, I said, yo, I'm DJing back home. I'm, I'm going to put the flyer up. And then, I, oh, and then I put the flyer up. And then I'm like, yo, some of my boys want to come through, like the ones that I grew up with. And you said, don't do that. Don't let them come through. So then, eventually, they showed up or whatever. Yo, that's rule number one. Honestly, you you want to be careful about bringing your boys from the block, yeah, to to your gigs, yeah. The, uh, and uh, I only uh, mean boys from the block. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. So the so, boys from your block, right, is different. Y'all grew up together. These are the kids I, I grew up since I was like seven years so old. So they yeah. have a sense of entitlement yeah. over you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. they think like I could do no wrong mm-hmm. right. because y'all have been through fights, you've yeah. been through shootouts, yeah. <laughs> you've been through everything, everything. right? Yeah. So the the entitlement that a boy from the block, that your friend that you grew up with, that you, you guys have taken die. taken beatings with them, you yeah. ran away, you you risked your lives, and you've gotten scot free. You, you yeah. ran from the cops. You've done all yeah. kinds of shit. Yeah. This person thinks you owe them, and they have a piece of you. Yeah. <laughs> because they grew up with you. Yep, yep. Or if they even like saved your ass somehow yeah. where they like they took like, you know, remember when I, I you know, I'm the one that got suspended at school, but when yeah, you yeah. did that, you know, and then yeah. so there's this entitlement they have. Yeah. So when they get there and they see like they, in their eyes, they see like, yo, this dude's running shit. Yeah. yeah. He's getting a free bottle. You know, waitress is coming asking for drinks. Then they start acting like I could do anything <laughs> I want and yep. this dude's gonna protect me. Yep. So yeah. they'll start Grabbing the waitress's ass, or they'll do some. They'll, no, they'll roll a blunt. They'll roll a blunt up, right? Yeah, they're doing everything, and then so, they'll yeah. and then they'll just mention your name. So they'll be like, "What you mean? I'm with Crooked." Yeah. yeah. So is there a problem? Exactly what happened. What's the problem? The security. Don't make me go get Crooked, and yeah. then you, and then they and get like, you, and you're fuck. like, "Yeah, yeah, you can kick him out." <laughs> uh. Here's exactly what happened. So I was DJing at a section, two bottles. Um, I didn't. I, they're like, "Yo, what time you going?" I told them a later time for just for they won't show up because I was like, "I can't bring these motherfuckers out, bro." They show up anyway. One of them shows up in shorts. I'm like, "Yo, fam, why the fuck are you showing up to sh- in shorts to this fucking venue?" He makes it a thing. Yo, you got to get me in. I'm like, "Dude, I'm already fucking on." It's just a whole. They get in or whatever. They start drinking. Security's like, "Yo, they're grabbing girls, like you know, being too aggressive." And then security's like, yo, like, you got to calm your man's down. I said, yo, get him the fuck up out of here if you got to. I'm <laughs> That's like. crazy. I had, a, I had a dude, one of my boys from Inglewood, he came out. And he's a pretty big dude. He came, It was like him and his wife. And I think I was playing at a pool at, at night. And you know how sometimes, like, you might deal with the music director at the time or whatever. And they might come up to you a little more aggressive. Like, yo, 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 you got to do this. Change this. Change this. Boom, boom, boom. 
And he, he did that. And my boy kind of like looked up. He was like, hey, man, who's this dude talking to you like that? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, then, and then the music director was kind of shook because he sees this big black dude that's, you know, yoked out. Yeah. Kind of like looked up. And he's like, he kind of was like, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, I was like, no, 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 it's cool. It's cool. And I was, I had to tell him, I'm like, look, man, it's business. Like, they just talking to me. It's business. Like, they don't mean no harm. And he's like, all right, because you know. Yeah. No, like <laughs> you need me. I'm right here. Like you know what I mean. And I had to be like, no, nah, it's not even, it ain't even like that. I promise you. You lost like, that cool. gig. You lost nah, that I gig. Maybe right. <laughs> <laughs> to give him more dates because he is scared of the guy. Yo, my boy lost me my a, a big gig. I remember in this AC. Story. <laughs> Holy shit, he fucked me up in AC. <laughs> no, he, he went there. He was like hitting on the bartenders, hitting on the waitresses. They just feel like they run the place. They're like, yo, I'm with him. I'm like, dude. He tried to smoke up. Yeah. That's so what did it, right? Not, yeah, I mean. <laughs> and then he tried to smoke up again. And basically, I got banned from the property. Oh, shit. From my boy. And that's that's the story you gave me when I told you about the situation. And I said, yeah, just be careful said, about inviting your it. boys from the block. That's yeah. it. I would say... If anything, that's a bigger rule than than girlfriend boyfriend etiquette. Yeah. It's just don't invite <laughs> the, your boys from the block to there. Uh, and I, the thing is, this from now on, like in the past, I think ten or plus years, I have a speech or a warning that I give to anybody, whether it's a girl or a, my my homie. Mm-hmm. I tell them, I said, look, we going out, and you come to my gig, but you represent me. Yep. So how you talk to somebody, you represent me. Mm-hmm. So don't talk to nobody fucked up. Mm-hmm. Don't act fucked up. Don't get all fucked up and drunk because you represent me. If you want to wild the fuck out, don't don't we we don't do that shit while we working. Yeah. And I said like that's my thing to anybody. I'm like you represent me. So watch out. Even like how you dress, mm-hmm. everything represents. Like I don't you know like I don't want none of that shit. I don't want I don't want nothing. Yeah. And I'll and I'll be and I'll be and actually I want to ask you a question when it comes down to it. If it's your girlfriend or the gig, who are you choosing? <laughs> I'm gonna say the fucking gig, man. I'm a, I was gonna say my girl. Unless your girl you got money, your girl? Yeah. unless your girl got money, she gonna fucking take care girl, of you. Here's the thing about my girl. My girl, you're, you're like, a fucking evil motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> your girl got money. You're a gold digger. Now, my, well, <laughs> no, my I'm girl. saying if I had to choose between my girl or the gig, I'm like I'm definitely choosing the gig. Cause that's you say. Wait, Jamie, you're saying your girl. You yeah. pick the girl over your gig. Yeah, but, but the thing is, my girl knows how to act in the situation. So that's why I'm like, I don't expect that from her acting crazy. Because she's been going to work with me, and she's fucking cool about it. She's not getting drunk. She's chilling out. She's listening to music. She's she's playing her part, and she knows how to play her part. I didn't even have to tell her how to play her part. So let's say an altercation happens, mm-hmm. and she wows the fuck out. If it was another girl, I'm choosing the gig, but for her, <laughs> it's my chick. All right, so you, you're picking your girl over the gig. But he yeah. just said any random girl. If, if- oh, if any random girl, not my current girlfriend? I'm just saying girl over gig. If it was a random chick, I'm choosing the gig, but this one I'm choosing her. I think I I would choose. Yeah, it, I guess it depends on the level of relationship with the girl. Yeah. I remember I had one time I had a girl come see me, and she was kind of like quiet and cool. Like had a like, just and then literally like, I think an hour later I looked over and she was asleep, like passed out sleep. <laughs> what? Like she was like. <laughs> <laughs> like she had drank so much in like an hour span and I wasn't really paying attention. Maybe maybe your set just wasn't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like and then I had like a, a couple of people that was like, Yeah, man, she was just taking shots, bro. Like 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 no no tomorrow. And then I looked over and then she was like literally passed out 
the, like security came. They were trying to like wake her up. She didn't. She couldn't wake up. And then like the EMT had to come. Damn, D, you got a lot of these Damn, stories. Bro. I know, right, man? You got a lot of these stories. The man. EMT came, and then uh, they was like, they, they took her in the back. And like, yo, she's asking for you. I was like, yeah, I don't know her like that. <laughs> That's a heartless man. That's fucked up. That is fucked up, man. And, then she, and I, I checked on it. Checked on it the next day. Like, yo, did you make it home safe? Wow. She's Damn. Like, yeah. She's like, yeah. Toxic, she's like, I, she's like, I think I might have been drugged. She's like, I've never passed out like that. And I was like, cold hearted. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like, like if it's a random chick, yeah, I'm choosing the gig for sure. But like I said, it yeah. depends on the level of relationship too. So you picking a gig or a girl? If it's my girlfriend, like my real in a relationship, yeah. And then if like if maybe it was an altercation, I might have to have my girls back. Really? Yeah. yeah. If it's a random, nah, man. You, yeah, if it's you a random, go. yeah, I'll tell you, you gotta go. All right. So let's say the the roles were reversed, mm-hmm. right? What if you were the problem? At your girl's Christmas party or her job, mm-hmm. would you want her to pick? No, I would. I would if I knew I fucked up. I would remove. Yeah. If I, what about you? If now? I yeah yeah if I fucked up, definitely. I'd be I'm like, no, I, you stay. Even if like, you didn't did. fucked up and they treated you ro- fucked up and they spoke to you fucked up, mm-hmm. let's say they were wrong, mm-hmm. you still want her to take your side or the her job side? That's a good question. I would say, let's say the venue you're working at. Uh-huh. Let's say security did fuck up and treat your girl fucked up. You're gonna take your girl side, or you're just gonna try to just settle it with with the club and, and keep it. I'll try, I mean, definitely more so if, if they were being disrespectful, like yo, we gotta come to and you know apologize <clears throat> to her for the way y'all acting. But you got, you, I would try to resolve it more so than anything. If it's a club, if a situation like that, yeah. I would talk to the management. Yeah, management, if we can't work that shit out, then yeah, maybe yeah. I would leave. I would leave. I would sure. leave definitely. Yeah, if I knew they was in the wrong. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I actually had a situation like this. Look at that. Yeah. You had a situation. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm it about was to do crazy. with that girl? They're like, <laughs> <laughs> the also the girl, the, the girl. Alex <laughs> no, so my girl that I was with at the time, she's was- like Jeopardy, like <laughs> ding ding ding. Yeah, he was- Alex Trebek didn't even finish the question. <laughs> have y'all ever ding ding ding? Yeah, I have. Alex, I have. <laughs> yeah. What I actually had a situation like that? What was the story? <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, I, the girl I was with at the time was actually she was my girlfriend. She was the um, the AGM in a nightclub, and security. I don't know what happened. Security was talking to me crazy, like foul, and like I wanted to snap back, but I realized that this is her place of work, and she kind of tried to come over and defuse it because I felt like she was like she wanted to get involved, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just dip because I don't want no. This is your job. Yeah, remove yourself. In the yeah, I was like, I, I got to get out of here. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm gonna just dip, man. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. This is your job. This is your place of work. This dude is obviously talking to me crazy because he got some kind of authority over me. He didn't. He didn't know that me and her were together like that. So I was because like, at the end of the day, myself. she still needs to go back to work on exactly. Monday. Exactly. So I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin her money and her her, her uh, job situation or her thinking I was anyone that knows her thinking I was like coming to her work with that kind of energy, like disrespecting anybody. So I just dipped out. Yeah. Well, that's I the like thing it. is that if you if you're extending that courtesy and respect for her and her place and her and her livelihood, mm-hmm. uh, you know, whoever you're going out with should. You know, extend that same courtesy. Yeah, right? one thousand. So right. to me, if if a girl or someone I'm going out with doesn't extend that courtesy, then I I actually it would change my decision to go out with them, mm-hmm. regardless of who's right or wrong. 
Like you control your actions. Yeah. And the end, like, and in the end, most of the time, you cannot resolve these situations at the time when they're happening. Yeah. A lot of these altercations, whether security is wrong, the venue was wrong, or the person is wrong, those things have to get resolved afterwards. Mm-hmm. So your best bet is for everyone to just stand down, take their pride and ego, put it in their pocket, walk away, do it later, or just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Be, and it's better to talk about it <clears throat> like later, like a week later, a couple days later, you send Even an email, you have yeah. a conversation about mm-hmm. that shit. Yeah. But that's actually there's there's a couple of etiquettes, right? The etiquette for a girlfriend boyfriend to realize they got to take a L. And then if there's any type of wrongdoing, that's got to become like that's got to be like a conversation that happens afterwards. It can't be like at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm no. saying? Yeah. Unless it's like something very simple, like a misunderstanding. Yeah. If it's a misunderstanding. But if yeah. it's something bigger, then it's you just got to chill the fuck out, finish your job and then have the conversation at the end of the night. Or yeah. I wouldn't even have it at the end of the night. I would do it the, the next day or the day. You have to do this later. Yeah. Monday. And trust me, there's been situations where I've tried to resolve it at the time. And it just and gets it, worse. It, it just gets worse and worse. And it, it's like, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like you want to just be able to like, be calm in those situations and be with someone who's going to like not escalate anything. Mm-hmm. And if anything, like have the ability to calm you even more yeah. mm-hmm. and to show you the perspective of like, no, we're not looking at the big picture, like calm down because it, yeah. this is business. It is at the end. Of- and then it's, it's a, it's a business. So either you're going to be a part of the business or you're not. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really like your emotion and how you were talked to and all that. Look, that's self-respect, you know, like everyone has the right to make the decision of like my self-respect is worth more than the business or the financial gains that I'm getting here. From here. Yeah. Yeah. But in the end, it's a business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, there's all kinds of ways we get checked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't want to get checked because your girl or did like, you know, did something or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I would say. I don't know. Like it's the etiquette is just to like extend the same courtesy that they would want for their job. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I always use that as an example. I always like, hey, like I wouldn't come to your job and wild the fuck out and, and make you look bad. So please give me that same courtesy. Yeah. And I understand the environment is not the typical work environment. Yeah. Because at what job can you really drink? At what job can you really do all these things that we're we have the luxury of doing? So it's almost like an unfair comparison. But any any. You know, and in, in any case, they have to see that perspective. Like, if you're a doctor or you're a school teacher or whatever, like I wouldn't come to those places and embarrass you in any way. So, you know, just or, because it's or even a club, take advantage. Like, right. if you know, if my, if my girl worked in the office and I was like, "Yo, I gotta make like 200 copies and make some flyers. Can I use your copy machine at the office?" Yeah, you know, she's like, "Yo, like I'm putting her in an uncomfortable position." Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm one. trying to take advantage of her resources. Yeah. She could get in trouble. Motherfuckers be like, "Yo, what is your boyfriend? Why is he making copies and shit?" Right. Like, "Yo, can you hook me up with a free physical? I know you're a doctor, but you know, yeah, yeah, I ain't yeah. got no insurance, but you know, give me a I mean, in that respect, I, if my girl's a doctor, I'm getting a free fucking I mean, hookup. <laughs> I'm getting a free physical. <laughs> Check up. <laughs> but you're not gonna ask for free I'm surgery, getting, right? I'm no. getting a prostate exam every morning. I'm getting. <laughs> Do you know about that, right? I do. <laughs> you, you've had three this year, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, every, every, every season, four months, baby. Every season. <laughs> wow. That was the noise you made. <laughs> 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 
Uh, uh, ain't the most comfortable. What a, what a way to end. <laughs> on, on that note, this is the perfect way to end the podcast. You know, we rarely get like questions from listeners. That was dope, though. Nah, yeah. That was a really good one. Yeah. I hope it wasn't like too one sided, uh, misogynistic. Nah. Like, but, you know. Nah. Send in your questions nope. to Cricket. <laughs> yeah, send, don't, send, really it, don't send it to me. <laughs> At DJ Cricket. All of it. Yeah, send, send them to me. I get like super nerdy ones like. Yeah. Hey, break down the difference between this and that. I'm like, no, nah, that's like a five-hour podcast. Yeah. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> but anyway, happy birthday, Neva. Yeah, thank you. Happy birthday, you know, we're gonna, we make sure we have- We're going to party tonight, right? A light, <laughs> light celebration. You want a light celebration. Yeah, you, nothing you, crazy, man. Yeah. Nothing crazy, nah. Yeah. Order the you, want, you want one of those Illuminati uh, eyes wide shut yeah. celebrations, right? <laughs> Checking your phone at the door. <laughs> you, you want, <laughs> that's what you want, right? You want us to be, like, come to room 305. Yeah. And then and just have like like an orgy and shit. That's what you want. Here's your get, mask, never. Get, never, get some of the, never. Here's your mask. Hit up Zach and I, Get some of the honor girls. The <laughs> That's a party. Shots to right <laughs> But uh, all right, y'all. We out. Peace. Peace. Thanks for tuning into the Road Podcast. Don't forget, every Wednesday we have new episodes on all major streaming platforms, and every Thursday the video versions go up on our YouTube page. Please subscribe to our channel, YouTube.com/RoadPodcast, and to find exclusive clips of the pod, please visit YouTube.com/DJCity. And we'll see you next Wednesday.